on this edition of the program. Why is Ron DeSantis melting? We take a deep dive into what I believe is the failings of his first few months and why there is a hidden element that nobody seems to want to confront. The Trump of it all. Maybe this is less about Ron DeSantis and more about the fact that Trump is running a good campaign. That's all coming up. This is made possible by Dustin Campbell, O Them Bones, Daily Tech News Show, Andy Beach, and Craig. Politics, politics program for July 14th, 2023. This is your old pal, Justin Robert Young, joining you here in Austin, Texas. Let's not beat around the bush. Friends, Ron DeSantis is totally screwed, buried, done, over, riding high in April, shot down in May. Well, technically he was riding high in February and shot down in April, and then he launched his campaign in May. So here's what I know you guys want of me. How much of this is real? How much of this is hype? Is DeSantis the Florida powerhouse who turned America's binger from purple to red? Or is he the on the spectrum ball of awkward who is very neatly becoming the next Scott Walker? Let's start here with the numbers. According to the Real Clear Politics Average, on March 29th, Ron DeSantis in aggregate hit his highest poll numbers. It put him around 30%. That put him about 10 percentage points behind Donald Trump. Since then, well, things haven't been exactly so great. Donald Trump currently polls at 52.6% and Ron DeSantis is at 21%. So that's a 10% decline for DeSantis married with an 8% rise for Trump. Now, of course, Donald Trump debuted his campaign back in November and he did not waste a lot of time spending All of his energy attacking the person for which he knew would be his biggest rival. And it does appear that he has defined him. Although Ron DeSanctimonious is a mouthful. I would have preferred Meatball Ron, but (laughs) that apparently is the only thing that Donald Trump considers too racist to say. I do have some thoughts beyond the swoon. Because... What I found is that there's a lot of folks out there that didn't like Ron DeSantis or don't like Ron DeSantis for various different policy proposals. He took a gigantic mandate by winning Florida by an unheard of 19 percentage points and ran to more of the right than I think a lot of folks were expecting. 
He picked a fight with Disney that some people have looked to dunk on him for. But I do think that some of this is being overblown. I've already pushed back on what some have dubbed a disastrous launch on Twitter spaces. It was delayed by 20 minutes. But what I looked at with that was actually positive. Because for the first time during that period of 72 hours, Ron DeSantis had the power to do something that nobody other than Trump had truly done. Become the main character in politics. But here is where Ron DeSantis is not Donald Trump. And it's part of the reason why I believe he finds himself where he is. DeSantis didn't follow up on all the attention that was caused by that launch. He ran away from it. After Trump did a controversial interview in 2016, he knew that the public really wanted to see what he'd say next. So he made sure he built up a big television appearance so he could capitalize on the fact that whether or not you were watching to hate him or you were watching to love him, he was going to be at center stage. If Trump were DeSantis and a bunch of people were making fun of him for a big dumb Twitter spaces launch, he would do another Twitter spaces. He would hope that everybody was going to tune in and see whether or not there would be technical problems again. Ron DeSantis is yet to do that. Now, the other problem is that when Donald Trump would go on these television appearances, he would often talk about something that people would care about. And that's another big criticism with Ron DeSantis. that. His issues are too online, too fringe, too right-wing. And I agree and disagree. Look, by and large, Ron DeSantis' positions are very popular within the Republican Party. His campaign might be something that people have criticisms for, but if you look through what he actually says, it's really not that far off. In fact... His biggest strength is something that he's had a really, really, really hard time defining. And that is, I get it done. This should be simple. I've even said this before. Don talks, Ron does. Don talks about doing X, Y, or Z. Ron gets it done, and he did in Florida. You contrast the fact that Donald Trump's first term in office, where he objectively will have had more power than he will as a lame duck, did not get as much done as he continues, Trump continues to say happened, and many Trump voters wanted to happen. And more than that, you can point to the fact that Donald Trump continues to get himself in totally sloppy, unforced error situations. But. We haven't really seen that. Instead, Ron DeSantis is who some of his critics have largely said he was. Somebody that wants to desperately get in the weeds on a lot of issues instead of pushing core branding. 
And then, of course, there's the issue of the LGBT ad. I'd love to play audio of it for you, but it's been pulled off the Internet. But if you didn't see it, DeSantis War Room, the Twitter account, that's the tip of his digital spear, linked to an ad made by a fan mocking Trump for his support of LGBT issues. The fan deleted that tweet, and now the War Room account sports a dead link. This was a bad ad. And obviously, it's bad on policy positions. The GOP has evolved to elevate gay, lesbian, and transgender voices. In fact, to many, the original pride flag, the one that's just the rainbow as opposed to the constantly evolving progress pride flag, is in some cities conservative protest iconography. But here again is my issue. The DeSantis campaign didn't seize on the moment. They shrank from it. Are people talking? Then get Ron on television somewhere to hand wave away some of the content. My team saw it and liked it. It's more of a joke. I don't know why people are taking it so seriously. In the same way that Donald Trump hand waved away a meme of uh, him clotheslining CNN while CNN was acting like it was an active physical threat to journalists. And then give your audience talking points that they want to hear and Trump doesn't. Again, this has happened countless times with Trump. Get the attention, push the attention wherever you want, and then watch your critics scream that you are deflecting and lying, which, of course, gets more attention. Ron's issues are elemental to his campaign, which is currently, by my watch, without a primary issue, without definable wedge issues to siphon voters from the front runner, and is apparently listless. I do believe that the DeSantis campaign is probably in the running for a reboot. A lot has been made that the people surrounding DeSantis in his key roles are Ted Cruz 2016 alums. And while Ted Cruz got close to Donald Trump, he didn't beat him. And it doesn't look like Ron DeSantis is beating him now. Here is the most damning passage from a recent splitticket.com recap of DeSantis' swoon. Quote, DeSantis now faces a troubling reality. The more people see of him, the less people like him. His myopic focus on culture war wedge issues and his campaign's missteps have helped lead to a marked political decline and tremendous endorsement deficit. And there's little sign of this changing anytime soon. Meanwhile, Rolling Stone, for whatever that's worth, reports today, as I record this on Wednesday, that Rupert Murdoch is beginning to think twice about his support. And I'll pass along a little third-hand gossip I heard about another very big-name figure in Republican donor politics. Here's the quote. Ron doesn't listen. He's stubborn. He doesn't course correct. And in my view, that can be death on the campaign trail. That's Hillary Clinton stuff, but without the name Clinton at the end of your name. Sure, there's an element of you either got it or you don't when it comes to politics, but instinct matters a lot. And if you look back at the best campaigns, they're the ones that know how to turn a moment into something more. 
And I think you can double that truism when you're going after somebody who's one of the most instinctual politicians in American history. You know, there was a viral image of a fictitious Trump truth social post this week. It read, Virgin Ron DeSantis has done it again. And I believe that it went viral because it encompasses the parody of a perfect Trump characterization. DeSantis is younger than him. He has a beautiful wife and three kids straight out of central casting. And yet, Ron is running scared. And his campaign is acting like him. To paraphrase Andre 3000, he's pulled his thang out and yet seems unwilling to bang. But then again, if Ron DeSantis is doing as bad as everybody's saying he's doing, then what the hell is everybody else in this race doing? If Ron is melting, why isn't there another challenger rising above him emerging to take on Trump? I posit to you, dear listeners, maybe this story isn't about Ron DeSantis after all. Maybe, just maybe, Donald Trump is running a good campaign? We get into that after the break. Here is your update brought to you by TakePoliticsSeriously.com. Again, head on over to TakePoliticsSeriously.com right now. If you would like to support this show, $3 tier gets two bonus episodes each and every week. No Labels, an organization advocating for a third party candidate announced that Senator Joe Manchin will be joining its New Hampshire town hall as speculation grows as to whether the senator will make a third party bid for the White House. Amid polling showing a potential rematch between President Biden and former President Trump, No Labels has been pushing to create a separate unity ticket as a third option for voters in 2024. The group announced Wednesday that Manchin and former Utah Governor John Huntsman, who ran for president in 2012, will be the keynote speakers during its Common Sense Town Hall in St. Alnsum College on July 17. A lot of conversation about Joe Manchin running for president. A lot of conversation about no labels. This is the first time that I've heard about John Huntsman. But I think that'd be a very interesting ticket. And I think it would drive Democrats up a wall. I have no idea if it would be successful. But I know that it is the exact opposite of what Joe Biden wants in the general. The Walt Disney Company announced that its current CEO, Bob Iger, has agreed to stay in his position with the company through the end of 2026. In a news release posted Wednesday, the company said its board of directors voted unanimously to extend Iger's contract by two years. Iger, 72, returned to the company last November after previously stepping down in 2020, following a 15-year tenure as CEO. That exit as CEO (laughs) coincided perfectly with one of the most perfectly timed exits. He got out right before COVID 
and then came back right as COVID had pretty much totally washed out of the American bloodstream. So, I mean, not actually. Please don't add reply me about people still getting COVID. I'm just saying in terms of the, you know what I'm saying. If we're talking about Ron DeSantis flailing, there is one man who is smiling, and that is Bob Iger. And now he gets two more years at his job. I know this isn't business, business, business. I still think that Disney's going to look to sell to somebody. I think that there's the strike stuff is going to is going to work itself out. And I believe Bob Iger has been brought back to sell the company to somebody. We'll see who. Inflation cooled significantly in June, offering some of the most hopeful news since the Federal Reserve began trying to tame rapid price increases 16 months ago and boosting the chances that the central bank might be able to stop raising interest rates after its meeting this month. The consumer price index climbed 3% on the year through June, according to data released Wednesday, less than the 4% increase in the year through May, just a third of its roughly 9% peak last summer. That overall measure is being pulled down by big declines in gas prices that could prove ephemeral, which is why policymakers are closely watching a more slimmed-down version, the change in prices after stripping out food and fuel costs. That metric, known as the core index, offered news that was even better than what economists had expected. Bidenomics rests on a soft landing. If we can avoid recession... That is exceptionally good news for Joe Biden. Based on the fact that they have decided to put their name on the economy, I believe the White House thinks that it's likely. And that's your update. TakePoliticsSeriously.com is where you head. Get your bonus episodes because we are ready to rumble for this election season. It's just that simple. Head on over there. Take politics seriously. Now back to the show. So let's go back to the numbers that are currently aggregated for our 2024 Republican presidential nomination. Donald Trump, 52.6%. Ron DeSantis, 21%. Mike Pence, 6.3%. Nikki Haley, 3.5%. Chris Christie, 2.5. Ramaswamy, 1.5. And the rest of it is just kind of, you know, rounding errors. So while I think that there is a lot of criticism that can be put upon Ron DeSantis, my lingering thought is that, well, if it were just him sucking, then why isn't somebody else picking up his support? In fact, even Split Ticket in the review of his campaign's swoon that I read from earlier points out that all of Ron DeSantis' support that he's lost has just gone to Donald Trump. They were probably Ron Curious voters that now are listing themselves as Trump voters. So why are we saying that Ron is bad and not? A thing that is loath to be said in a lot of media. And Trump is good. What if he's just running a good campaign? What if he's 
an extraordinarily popular member of the Republican Party that was already president. And it took an act of God and the Wuhan Institute of Virology to dislodge him from the White House in the first place. I think it's time to start assuming that that might be the case. And that that's more of a reality than what we had previously been looking at, which is some of his handpicked nominees in 2022, which were largely blamed for the midterm losses. So let's just look at the facts. Number one, Donald Trump pulled the biggest upset in presidential history. He was the first person in American history to be elected without a political resume and without a military resume. I will highlight again that it took extraordinary circumstances for him to be dislodged from the White House in 2020, regardless of what you think about the efficacy of that election. At the very least, you can say that there was abnormal voting procedures going on, considering there was rapid expansion of drop boxes and mail-in votes. Whether or not you think that they were Fair or not, we do know that we had not done it like that before. So there's a lot of things that happened then that will not happen now. And also, we will not necessarily see the sitting president be tested by some kind of massive global event for which a solid hand on the till would be more recognizable than a raving lunatic screaming about his enemies. Here's another thing about Trump. He's the main character of politics as long as he keeps getting indicted on issues that the majority of Americans need an explanation for why they're a crime. You can believe that he is absolutely guilty of a crime in New York. You can believe that he is absolutely guilty of this documents thing in Florida. But I would have a hard time believing that if you stripped out the names, and two years ago talked about somebody else with these situations that you would get an immediate understanding from the person that you're talking to as to why that's a crime. You'd probably have to explain why it was so serious. And if that's the case, it's not something that people immediately know is wrong, like murder or theft or something like that, right? That that there was a thing on the table, he grabbed it. I'm not saying that it's not serious. I'm saying that it takes time for people to grok. And so, the indictments that are being brought against him are kind of like the impeachments. There's a lot of, well, if you hate him, then of course there's a bunch of people in the middle that are like, ah, I don't know. And then there's another side of the aisle that is screaming and frothing that this is an absolute miscarriage of justice. We're going to get to that in a second. Here's, I think, tactically the biggest thing that's changed. Donald Trump is extraordinarily focused on issues that are politically beneficial to him. 
He talks about Chris Christie, who's actually in the race. He talks about Ron DeSantis, who is his biggest rival. He talks about the indictments, which are very, very, very negatively viewed by the people that he needs to vote for him in this particular primary. And even when he does things like attack the governor of Iowa, Kim Reynolds, for not backing him and instead staying neutral. He's doing things that Donald Trump is allowed to do in the Republican Party. Yes, he flagrantly violates Ronald Reagan's 11th commandment, thou shalt not attack a Republican, but he got famous from attacking Republicans. Whether or not you think it is smart for him, whether or not you think it is good for him, it is a thing he does, and it is priced into his character. I would rather, if I were a Trump fan, or on his team, I would rather him call Kim Reynolds the worst names you could hear on the planet than hear him utter another syllable about the 2020 election. Because every time he says anything at all about the 2020 election, he is being a dead Ed bum loser. If he talks about Kim Reynolds, he is trying to move forward and secure his Grover Cleveland status as a two-term non-consecutive president. That's where he needs to be. And by the way, it's where he is now. And all of that is fine and dandy. But there's one very important thing that is definitely happening. The narrative of this being a once in a generation moment to defend the Republican Party from permanent erasure by a weaponized justice system is cemented. At least right now it is. Because nobody is really tailoring their campaign to unwind this narrative. Donald Trump's indictments are looked at as over-exaggerated by a large enough group of the GOP primary electorate. And if that's the case, well, folks, you'd have a better chance of trying to win a primary amongst Christians against Jesus while he's on the cross. Donald Trump is a current martyr. Not a maybe in my brain martyr. Not a, well, I wonder. No, 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 no. Right now, this is him being attacked. Now, maybe he gets convicted. I doubt it, at least before the election. And if that's the case, and nobody is making a coherent argument as to why either Donald Trump brought this on himself, or he's sloppy, or you can just expect more of the same when he gets in, then he's going to be able to continue his own narrative that he is a fighter and the only person strong enough to keep it going. And combine that with the fact that he's a better retail politician. The man walked in to the main event of UFC and was greeted like he was a conquering hero. You know, he's a showman. He knows what he's doing. He's more instinctual. And, you know, to be honest, I, I just think it's, if it's weird to say that he's running a good campaign, then call me a weirdo. 
I don't know what other metrics we're supposed to look at that make that case viable. Donald Trump's doing good at his job right now. And that's the reason why DeSantis is swooning. And that's the reason why nobody behind DeSantis has been able to make any headway while that happened. And that wraps it up for us today. Politics, 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 written and hosted by me, Justin Robert Young, for Dog and Bony Show Audio in Austin, Texas. This show was edited by the great Brett Stewart. If you'd like to email me, it is theyoungamerican at gmail.com. Twitter, you can follow the show at px3tweets, and you can follow me at Justin R. Young. I've been getting in a fight with a New York Times writer who wrote an exceptionally stupid article about uh, Uri Geller lately. So if you want to join me in uh, going back and forth with somebody who... I don't know that it was inspired by World's Greatest Con Season 3, Episode 1, but... The topic suspiciously seemed to match one-to-one on it. So, I don't know. Follow me. Justin R. Young on Twitter. On Twitch, I appear live. px3live.com. You can follow my newsletter. The free political newsletter is back, my friends. It's back. px3newsletter.com. You can share this podcast with your friends, family, and clergy, px3podcast.com. You can support me with a one-time donation, paypal.me slash payjury. My Venmo is justin-young-20. My cash app is px3cash. And you can send anything you'd like to me in the mail. Heel box, 1531-84, Austin, Texas, 787-15. Of course, you can always get our bonus content at takepoliticsseriously.com. $3 tier gets two bonus podcasts per week, covering all the news that we miss on our free podcasting schedule. And our $10 tier gets your name read at the end of the show like these fine folks in the Titanic. $10 tier. Jason Andres, Matt, John Gross, C. Garcia, Matthew T. Elbaso, John, Craig Potts, MC Radio, Bugs Life, Unsafety, B-Level, Neemeister, Amanda, Yield, Bimball Shop, DP Vorbongo, Catherine, Todd, and Volgloria Young for King of the New World Order, Edison, Up, Up, Down, Down, Left, Right, Left, Right, BA, Select, Start, Dr. G, Neil, Charles, Darren, 100 Mile Runner, Idris, Arslanian, Blue Front, and the Lenina, DL, Stephen, Chad, Nomadic, Terran, Molly's Dashing Debut, Adam, Chief, Andy, Robert, Casey, Paul, is awesome. Brad Richard, just another pilot, middle-aged Mike who loves Frank got abducted. Utah Jimmy Montana, the gen, A-L-D-L-D-L-D, really? Chopper, Andrew, and Joshua, you want your name right on the show? Just that simple. Take politics seriously.com. That's it for this week. I will see y'all next week. Till then, this is your old pal Justin Robert Young saying... Some shows talk about politics, others talk about politics, and still more discuss politics. But this, this is the only show that dares discuss. Oh, three. Diamond Club hopes you have enjoyed this program. <laughs> Dog and Pony Show Audio.